0: Hello again, and welcome to Carbonated Music. I'm
1: your host Ryan Jenkinsley, and with me, as always, my friend Ben Rubel. You, you feel like you screwed that up, don't you, Ryan? Nah,
0: the carbonation like already one left, one left little again.
1: Itch. Go ahead. All right, yeah, hold hey. on, everybody. Everybody, just give Brian a minute. There it is. <laughs> but the carbonation already
0: left, so I didn't think I'd get the pop. Uh, it's like, ah, we don't have to do it every time. But every other Wednesday, we do bring you a new true crime podcast about people in and around the music business and their misadventures into the law breaking.
1: Yeah, last week we did, or last, what, Axel Rose. Axel Rose. Okay, that's a good. good name. That's one. That, I, I heard of that guy. Yes. And. And some of them I haven't heard of, but most of them, well, I think most of them, well, most of ours, people have all heard of these people's. Uh,
0: you know, they're usually famous musicians or people in the music industry, so they have had some level of fame. You've heard of
1: them or heard about them. Well, and I bet most of our audience isn't just like randomly clicking on this link, not knowing it says something about music. These are people that are into music. That's true. Yeah, I you're mean, they, or into crime, but I, I, I bet mostly into like music. If you into crime and music, go to
0: CrimeInMusic.com or any of the social media. Send us a shout if you have people you want us to cover, or if uh, you know you like the show, just tell us where you're listening. Say hey
1: if you're from Canada, say hi,ly ho, neighbor, and uh, <laughs> the let Flanders us know to our north. Hey, and if you want, I mean, if anybody's so inclined. Uh, hit Brian up on the socials, and he'll send you a little stick, a neat little sti- He made some stickers.
2: They're fun stickers.
1: They're good stickers. We talked about the stickers last episode. We did. They're I just new. want to say it's it again. Thing. I mean, they're newer. newer. Now they're getting a little older, but. Happy with the stickers, aren't you? It's merch. It's it's it's, our, it's your first swinging uh, swinging a hit at merch. <laughs> That's true.
0: Yeah, we'll put a picture of the stickers up on our Facebook so people can see what we're talking about. It's a QR
1: code. It is a QR code, but it's a
0: fancy one. It is um, QR online. I don't know. I, I don't know how you'd scan your phone with I, your phone. I, well, check out these really cool stickers we got, everybody. Hey, it looks pretty. Let's do what we do best.
1: Guess the guests. That's not what I do best. Yeah, I know. I figured I'd tee that up for you. Not what i do best
0: i'm disappointed it's still in the qr code because it works i tested it i swear to god <laughs> all right are you ready been hyping up these stickers for a while now <laughs> yeah. they don't even work, they don't even work. <laughs> just squares or just dots just put and put dashes them, just, they don't even work just put them in your sticker book people just, just everyone get out your sticker book go <laughs> to your favorite sticker rip it out and replace it with the crime and music qr sticker do not peel the, the back off though all right are you ready you're burning your time and i really takes think away you from from gotta the... you got a shot at this one all right we're going to go with some nicknames. Ready? Uh, nicknames. Icky Renrut. What? <laughs> Icky Renrut. All right. No. Loverboy. Not the band. <laughs> Loverboy.
1: Loverboy. I'm going to say it's a dude. All, All right. right.
0: Yeah. Icky Renrut. Loverboy. <clears throat> Izier Luster Turner. No. He married the queen of rock and roll. Last name is Turner.
1: Ike Turner? Hey, Ike <laughs> Turner. All right. We're, we're playing a little hard and fast with the uh, nature of this game. <laughs> i like you to have a win,
0: though. I, I mean, know.
1: Well, Brian always wants to have a win. I okay, tried, I tried for tra- the win.
0: What was that first thing he called? Icky? Icky Renrut. Icky Ike there, Turner. There's no... I couldn't find any history on... Icky sounds like Renner, something right? you hear on Scooby-Doo. Right. Yeah. You're just like, you're making sounds. I don't, <laughs> Your I don't know. Your lips are moving
1: and my ears are working, but words aren't being made. Like, Tuli loo You're like, what? Like, I don't. Ike know. Turner. Ike Turner, everybody. <laughs> All right. I feel like we're getting a little dark on this one here today. Yeah? I mean, yeah. Uh, I know. I, I mean, I know there's some spousal abuse in, in the cards there. I try and keep it as light as you can with spousal abuse. But. Ike Turner. I don't know a lot about Ike Turner.
0: Oh my god, dude. Um, I don't. I mean, I know he's he has a wild ride up and down with uh, obviously Tina Turner and mm-hmm. a Anna, Anna Mae or whatever her name is. We'll get there. Um, he basically invented rock and roll.
1: Well, huh?
0: No, long, literally the I'm, long list of people that did. No, so, I'm not kidding you. Those people will tell you Ike Turner invented so, rock and roll.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah, I didn't know I that either. But we'll get Oh, there. what did you call Tina Turner? She was the um the 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 grandmother of rock and roll. She is, is known it? as the Queen of Rock and the Roll. The Queen, of the
0: grandmother. Wow. <laughs> uh, she's been uh, rolling on that of, river for too I've long. I've never heard rolling, that. The Queen of Rock rolling, and Roll.
1: Rolling on a river. Dun, 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 ba, ba, ba. Yep, that's her. Dun, 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 dun.
0: Yep, that's what right. we'll I, get we'll there. Right. I
1: didn't there. know she's queen. I We'll get there. Like, the Queen, Mom, the Mama Rock and Roll, the Mum,
0: November fifth, nineteen thirty-one, born izier Luster Turner Jr. izier okay, yeah, I Z E A R, Izir.
1: We're gonna call him Izzy. It sounds very like, um, what was that, the 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 dude on um, Ooh. the Prince of Thieves, Robin Hood thing, the black guy? He was a. Wow! No, the the one where the not the um, you're trying to (laughs) you're you're trying to quote me. uh, The the, uh, never mind. Go ahead. (laughs) Izeer. It seems like it's from a country I'm trying to think of. That Morgan Freeman. Persia. Meh. Meh. No. Okay. Maybe. The Ottoman Empire. (laughs) It sounds like we're now playing (laughs) twenty-five thousand dollar pyramid. Persia. (laughs) The Ottoman Empire. (laughs) Morgan Freeman. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Places with somebody's named
0: Izier. <laughs> All right. Uh well Isir, a place where he was named Isir Luster Turner Jr. was in Clarksdale, Mississippi, USA. Alright. M I S S I S S I P P. Two parents, Beatrice Cushenberry and Izier Luster Turner Sr.
1: Oh, he was a junior.
0: Yeah, that's usually what does that mean, typically? You're uh, <laughs> <get> ready. <laughs> People who are named junior generally go off the rails. Uh, His mom was a seamstress, and his dad was a Baptist minister. Okay. Isaiah was the youngest child. He had an older sister, uh,
1: Lee Ethel. Lee Ethel. Don't look, Ethel. Her first name was Lee. It was too late. She already been moved. How how is it spelled, Lee? L E E Ethel
0: E T H E L Lee Ethel, who was some quote ten years his senior. They didn't keep a lot of accurate records back in the '30s in Mississippi. No, they I, don't keep a lot of accurate, <laughs> accurate
1: records in Mississippi these days.
0: Might be the ringworm. Uh, Izier said when he was a young man, he remembered his dad being beaten and left for dead by a mob. And I was just like, geez, what did his dad do? <laughs> he was Baptist <laughs> minister. I guess. His dad lived out the next three years in a tent in the yard uh, and then finally died in, of those
1: injuries. What he, well, they wouldn't let him in the house. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to – Brian knows I'm going to want more information, but there's none to have. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like – t- it said he lived in a tent in the front yard. In the front, not the back. In the front yard. And then because of those injuries that he had to sit so out there. So the dude gets pummeled.
1: By a mob. Mob beaten. Mob. Mobbing. He yep, got mobbed. He got mobbed. And mobber. And he got hurt. In didn't firm, die. Right. He's pretty bad. It sounds like he's pretty bad. Pretty bad. So what do you do with these people? Put him in a tent. Put him in a tent in the front where, yard. Where, where, where do you put him at? In the backyard? No. No. Front yard. Why? Let that's people just, see what they did. That's just because. Pretty much. And he died have he, the Beat up old man in my house. Well, that's Lee not, Ethel can't handle that.
0: Give put him, him in the front yard. He needs fresh air and, you know, sunlight, vitamin D <laughs> that cures a lot of ailments. So. Unfortunately, he died of those injuries. Two years a few years <laughs> later. Uh, Tez Drasdowski. He's a blues historian and writer. Probably somebody who did a fair bit of research says that isier Senior died in an industrial accident, and uh, and he was a Baptist minister. So, like, why is he in an industrial accident, or did he get beaten death? I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, we're left with some clues. Basically, if you recall, uh, the guy Captain Beefheart, remember how he
1: remembered his own birth? They just remember it any way you want.
0: Ike Turner has a very similar uh, thought process, we'll say, where he. So we bring in some outside sources mm. like historians and writers. So I'm more inclined to say that uh, Ike Turner's dad died working at an industrial job somewhere in mississippi
1: I, I feel like if you got if you're in a tent in the front yard that seriously <laughs> happened I'm, I'm gonna be stuck on this i'm sorry i'm gonna really well the it.
0: neighborhood would notice that for well, three years no, i feel like that a would man be a, lived in the a,
1: front yard a thing you would get if you had like some communicable disease or something you know hey don't go in the house with the wife and the kids go live in a tent until you get rid of the tuberculosis so they beat him and gave him tuberculosis maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: not mean, from Mississippi. I don't that's know. That's high
1: level thuggery right there. That's a mobbing. <laughs> that's a. That's an. It was inoculated with TB. All right. Well, and, and got a black eye.
0: Isaiah's mom, Beatrice, she remarries a guy named Philip Reed.
1: Okay. He's a violent alcoholic. A violent alcoholic? Yes. He plays the violin and drinks? Nope. He's. Uh, well, he may, but he'll beat you with the
0: violin after he's done down in that bottle of vodka.
1: Well. They couldn't do it the tooming time. Violins are not that sturdy.
0: Him and Izzy, his stepdad, I guess. And uh, I'm gonna call him Izzy. Ike Turner will be now referred to as Izzy, because I didn't find the Icky Renrut name until later, so I would have called him Icky the whole time. But Icky. So Izzy, I can change it to Icky. I mean my no, brain on just, right, so, icky, yeah, icky. just seems weird. Izzy and his stepdad don't get along, basically. Because he's a violin
1: alcoholic. Makes a lot of sense. I hate I, I like the violin. They often argue and fight. Well, how old is he at this time? I mean, I argued and fought with my dad all the time. Yeah, he's like sub-12, basically. It started probably around 12, yeah. 13, yeah. So this one time,
0: Izzy and his stepdad get into a fight, mm-hmm. and Izzy KOs his stepdad with a piece of wood. Oh, wow. Was it a bat? Uh, I just said a piece of wood, so I think he might have got a log or something and just clicked right. him from behind. and Like a stick?
2: That's a salt,
0: brother. Yeah, that's a salt, brother. I-, I believe it was a stick or a log. It was like a... Like a skewer? No, that would be not, not big enough. To like a KO wooden somebody. spoon. That that depending on the size of the spoon, you might be able to knock somebody. Well, out if the it. log
1: was too big, I don't think he could swing it.
0: He legend has it he whittled down
1: that spoon from a
0: slightly larger spoon.
1: Ah, okay. After he knocks his uh,
0: stepdad out, he runs away to Memphis. Uh, quote: lived rough for a few days before returning home.
1: Lived rough. Quote, I, I I feel like that's a saying: living rough. Like that describes a bigger picture that we don't know.
0: (laughs) Again, this is like Turner's recalls from his memoirs, and so you know, Uh, this is
1: a lot of it from his memoir, his his in his words, in in his his words. words Yeah,
0: anytime there's quotes, typically right now it's from him. Living Uh, rough. Let's see if we can introduce some new things here. 1937, age six. Izzy gets. Oh God. Okay. Well, he figures out what sex is. He's introduced to sex by a middle-aged woman known as Miss Boozy. Oh, did
1: we, did this come up in an earlier episode? How old was he? Six. We had a ten year old before. Okay, so we got the <laughs> pedophilia in here. Great. At age six. Yeah. What are they doing sexually? Well, first things have to be doing unto him. Izzy walks past her
0: house. Yeah. To school, and she would ask for help like feeding the chickens. She's like, "Hey,
2: Izzy,
0: come here." <laughs> I need some help with my chicken duties, <laughs> and so um, Izzy recalled that she would help. He would help her feed the chickens, and then take him to bed. And he said this happened daily
1: for some time. Was he getting a boner? That's my qu- that's my question. Just, I'm not going to tiptoe around this anymore. I don't Age know. Six, man. There are no boners in play. Not like sexual boners.
0: Well, let me tell you this. He claimed not to be traumatized by this. And he said quote in those days, they didn't call it abuse, they called it fun.
1: what isn't it weird I and this is a, this is just the gender's difference when when oh. dudes oh, when God. dudes got like you know I'm not saying all of them, but like it, let's say you were in ninth grade, eighth grade, oh, and you and you banged your teacher <clears throat> like the hot you know young teacher and the and you're going around like like high five and all your buddies." and even after that teacher gets sent to jail for doing what she did you're still kind of like high-fiving your buddies that's <laughs> just the way that's just the way
0: but i don't know i think that's wrong I, I i also think it's wrong But the male mentality would that he, he would that's, high-five that's and true. that's
1: what ike's doing here that is he's he's is. doing this exact thing that's my point here it's i'm not saying it i'm not taking a hard stance one way or the other we're right or right right wrong here but that's what he's doing. I'll, let me take a stance. That's wrong. <laughs> All right, I get that. Thank you. But but it's yeah, That's what it's he's wrong. doing. That's what dudes do. There. Yeah, I was raped. High five. Boom. Well, <laughs>
0: he was also raped by another middle-aged woman named Miss Renee R E E N E Y. Renee. Renee. Ren, Ren, anyway, before he was twelve.
1: See, and I wonder. You know, you can throw the word rape out there. That's just how. It but was that's because you're young. You're. Just, that's wrong. You're not that's supposed to do that. Right. Right, but
0: eighth grade, Izzy gets a job as an elevator operator at the Alcatra—oh, god—at the El Kazar Hotel in downtown Clarksdale. Clarksdale. Explain to people what an elevator operator is, Ben. It's
1: a dude that pushes the buttons. <laughs> I it's believe like it was a handle at the day. But. No, there was a lever in there, and it took a certain amount of skill that the general public <laughs> did not have to operate <laughs> an elevator. And, I mean, they had doors. Up and, up and down? No, they had – they had you, you like, shut the doors. Physically, you'd shut the cage that right. you're in. Right. And then you would ask they'd, – they'd say, what floor? And they'd tell you, oh, I'm going to the third floor. Okay, going to the third floor. And then they'd hit the lever until they got to the third floor, and then they had to back off the lever. So, like, a throttle. That's a thing. <laughs>
0: what? I just – I've never really thought about the life of an elevator operator, and then now I'm thinking about – I'm like – You're in an elevator all day, eight hours. I mean, minimum eight hours a day, right? You're working your shift. Yeah. And nowadays, it's like one of the most awkward things, places to be in the world is in the elevator with other people. You're doing it every day. I mean, do you think of yourself like a train driver, like a train conductor? I go up and I go down and I go up and I go down. It's like, welcome onto my train car. I I think
1: you had a certain, as an elevator operator that would, uh, uh, back then, uh, you're automatically in a building that needs an elevator. Yes. So it's not just some dumpy ass department store because they didn't have those. Every building that had an elevator back then was a pretty nice building. I bet, new, oh, oh, modern. Okay. It wasn't I mean, elevators have been around now for like only a hundred and twenty years. Right. So then it was still new. These buildings were new. They were, they were nice. It wasn't so. like the, the Ramada Inn with three floors. Okay, this is a nice building. So the certain sense of decorum that the elevator had, they had to wear a, a nice suit. Little hat, and they had to then. You didn't speak with the people there unless they asked you a question. So you were part of the machine in a way. So elevator uh,
0: operators are pilots of the future.
1: They're more like they fly buildings. Stewards of the moving box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't make eye contact, please. I'm not allowed to talk to you.
1: Yeah, they're like the handsome
0: cab drivers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rusty, <laughs> Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why? That's terrible. All right. The so, you yeah, know <clears throat> Basically, the it's green-o. a guy who stands in the elevator and gets you to the floor you want to go to. I didn't know he had such a
1: long sidebar for
0: elevator. Well, it's a foreign concept if you think about it now. And as you know, we have a younger demographic than we actually are. Well, looking
1: back that, at it, Brian, so. when you asked me, Ben, explain to our audience what an <laughs> elevator operator is, I would say it's a person that operates an elevator. <laughs> Enough said.
0: But it's like, that's their whole job? Like, how, where can I get this job? Can I do this job now?
1: Welcome to Walmart.
0: Yeah. Well
1: uh, Well that's it.
0: That's for retirees
1: though. You let them have their purpose. You're closer to retiring, Brian, than you are from like the whatever the opposite of retiring is. Think about that. We're forty something, dude. I don't like to think about that. You can say welcome to Walmart. Well, there was a young lady at there, I went and returned a battery to Walmart, a car battery. <laughs> which was a long story itself. And she was a young lady. I talked to her like three times. I had to go into the bat. I had to go to their customer service, and then to the battery place, and back to customer service every time I'm passing her with a cart with a battery in it. And they're there to keep make sure you're not like leaving s- the store with merchandise.
0: Well, you got a core charge on that
1: battery, right? Well, it was a new battery. It was a long story. Big. Speaking of long stories, you're not supposed to return batteries, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. Well, if you talk really fast, confuse everybody, and smile, you can return batteries. Generally, that's how it works. Um. Wow.
0: I don't know how they did it back then, Uh, like we're doing it now, but keeping people listening. Izzy works at radio station WROX. Rocks. It's located in the same building. Um. Damn it.
1: As the elevator.
0: Yeah. We gotta go back. We gotta go back to that story then. (laughs) We we have to go back to the elevator story. This is not.
1: This is a hard edit. Because I messed up. Oh, Mr. Tyler, going down. Remember that Aerosmith I do. Video? Excellent
0: segue. That is exactly love what it, Izzy I would say it. when yeah. people got into his elevator. Now, mm-hmm. the elevator was located in this big building in downtown Clarksdale, right? Also in this building is his radio station, W-R-O-X. Rocks. Rocks. And uh, on his break, Izzy would go down and watch this guy, DJ John Friskillo. 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 And he'd play records, you know, because of the back in the days. That's what they do. Playing records. So one day Friskillo sees Izzy watching him, and he's like, do you like this stuff? And he's like, yeah, man, I, I like this stuff. And it's like Friskillo teaches him all about radio and the control room. And Izzy said, this, is, this was the beginning of his thing with music. His thing with music. I got a thing with music.
1: And no, this is the beginning because, of
0: it. <laughs> and here we are at the beginning. Of his thing. Thing. Uh, he gets an opportunity to play records one day while Friskillo's out getting coffee. He's like, oh okay and he puts the needle down and plays a record eventually he gets a job as the late afternoon shift dj nailed it so
1: izzy's great played the shit out there he right? heard
0: all the latest music he's playing all sorts of variety of artists he's, his show's like kind of diverse you know he's yeah like, oh, and this is in uh,
1: the the mid the late 30s or early 40s i believe it's uh the late 30s early 40s okay correct. all right i'm ready for him to invent rock and roll
0: we're, uh, we're gonna get there right. we're on the tip i'm okay. telling you he That's wanted to learn piano say. And so after going to a friend's house he heard this guy this guy Pine Top Perkins heard him play mm-hmm. music right now uh, he started out as a guitar player and then he got into a uh oh well, okay you were supposed to say wait Pine Top why do they call him Pine Top <laughs> you didn't oh hold on wait Pine Top why do they call him Pine Top right <laughs> all right well he played this song by this other guy named Pine Top Smith
1: <laughs> oh, I don't got to ask about that everybody <laughs> knows about Pine Top Smith actually he climbed pine trees when he was younger so they called him Pine Top and then- that's no, first pine top. They should have called them uh, porcupine. Why? Porcupines climb pine trees. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's
0: more terrifying now, actually. I think that's the fact of the show at this point. Porcupines climb pine trees? Yeah. So they're, they can be face level with their quills.
1: They can jump on your
0: head. Good Lord. Yeah. I'm never going to a pine forest again. All right. So here's the thing about pine top Perkins. He's cool because he started out as a guitar player and he got into a knife fight with a chorus girl this one time <laughs> in Helena, Arkansas.
1: H- Helena Arkansas? Yeah. You mean Arkansas, don't you? Prime? I do.
0: <laughs> That's how it's spelled on the card. Arcanas, Dave. Uh this this chorus girl, she sliced some tendons in his arm, right? Pine Top Perkins. And uh so he couldn't play guitar anymore. So then he became one of the most influential blues pianists of all time.
1: So he could play the piano though,
0: but not play the guitar, correct? I,
1: I don't know. All right, whatever. <laughs>
0: He's got a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award, dude, and he's inducted into the Blues Hall of Fame. He must have done something right for the piano. Oh, okay. So Izzy hears this guy playing at his buddy's house, like a relative, and he's like, oh, my God, I want to play the piano. So he goes home and he talks his mom into giving him money for piano lessons, and then Izzy goes straight down to the pool hall. Do they have a piano down there? Well, that's the thing, right? It's like he didn't take the formal lessons. He learned from Boogie Woogie style from this guy Perkins, who worked at the pool hall playing piano.
1: So he bought Perkins' beers all day. <laughs> what are you doing there? Oh, you need another beer?
0: All right, hold on, sir. Miss Perkins. And the, okay, what are you doing there? And so, yeah, Perkins worked playing at the pool hall, and
1: Izzy would go down there and play piano, learn how to play boogie woogie. And boogie woogie, boogie woogie. Right. They, they haven't not invented rock and roll yet. They got boogie woogie. I know they have boogie woogie. I'm they had you. boogie we'll and there. separately woogie came along. <laughs> they put them together. Boogie and woogie. Both kinds. You should really.
0: Oh, we got both
2: kinds. We got country
0: and western. Aha <laughs> I was ready for that. All right, so uh, Izzy's teaching himself guitar, too, and he's playing along with these old blues records. So he's starting to build, like, this musical bass, mm-hmm, basically, mm-hmm. what we're doing. Yeah,
1: got boogie, woogie, and blues. Right.
0: So at some point in the 1940s, Izzy moves into the Riverside Hotel in Clarksdale, Mississippi.
1: He moves into a hotel. Yeah, That's ba- weird to me.
0: Well, it's, it's run by this lady, Mrs. Z.L. Rat- Ratliff. He banging her, too? That was not mentioned. It's a famous hotel on the Mississippi Blues Trail, and it housed blues musicians who are out on the road working gigs and stuff. Okay. So that's kind of like it offered them a home base, and then yeah. they go out and play shows. Age 13, 1944. Um, he lives at this place, uh, hosts musicians, and uh, every once in a while, Izzy gets a chance to play backup for the guys who come through. Right? He's 13. I'm just saying. I mean, this is just amazing to me. Well, 13. <laughs> This is Mississippi in the 40s. That's you should be home playing do. Minecraft at 13. There was no Minecraft. There was working in the mine in, in <laughs> right. doing a craft. Uh, uh, do that. But you <laughs> can't do that. So basically, you got guys like Duke Ellington and Sonny Boy Williams coming through. And every once in a while, he'd be like, I play the piano. I play the guitar. And they're like, well, sit in and play with us. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm playing with Duke Ellington. So Sonny Boy this guy, Sonny Boy, liked him enough and he's like, you know what? I'm going to take you on tour. I'm going to give you a shot. You're 13. So, yep. Izzy, 13, drops out of school and uh, plays piano full time with Sonny Boy Williams. All uh, right. That makes sense at 13.
1: If you're good enough, right? Why not? Look I at, just.
0: Hand him on Where are
1: the parents? I mean, people think that there's bad parents today. This dude's going on tour <laughs> at 13 with Sonny Boy.
0: He was going to go home to his abusive, alcoholic stepfather. What do you uh, I mean? I'm, not, I'm
1: just saying uh, parents have always been terrible. Today's no different. <laughs> No, no argument there. I guess. <laughs> I mean, we've been s- fucking up kids on this on <laughs> this earth for generations now. Nope. Enough said. All right. All right.
0: 1946. Izzy joins uh, rhythm ensemble, the Top Hatters.
1: All right, the Top Hatters.
0: Why did they call them the Top Hatters, Ben?
1: Did they climb to the top of trees and? <laughs>
0: They wore top hats. Oh. I'm kidding. I don't know why they called them the top hatters. I just, maybe, I assume they were top hatters. -hatters. Um, They play the greater Clarksdale area. So, you know, he's getting a little bit more exposure than the Mississippi Blues Trail. Their style was big band. And they play from sheet music. So they had, like, stands and music. Now, I have one rule. If I'm going to be in a band with you, it's no music stands on the stage. Either you know the songs or you don't.
1: Yeah, you're playing classical instruments, though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In that case, I, think, I, was, I, think, I was talking more like bar bands and stuff.
0: Right, we haven't invented rock and roll yet. You're yeah. right. This is, this is before that. This
1: when they it. when they go ahead and water down every song to three chords, dude, they can handle it. G, C, and D. You can play anything you want. Well, not Mozart. <laughs> I mean, not.
0: Da, 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 da. I, I don't even know. All right. So basically, Izzy's with me. You gotta you get this. Ah, he's like, I don't like these music stands and these freaking hats with the big fuzzy feathers on them and It's like marching bands.
1: So Izzy couldn't read music either, right? Cause well, and that was probably his biggest problem with it. When you learn piano in a pool hall,
0: <laughs> you, did, gonna...
1: you didn't learn. You didn't learn what that
0: chromatic scales don't really come up. Uh, you want to well, augment that? I, to I don't fifth? see
1: any letters on that page of paper. I don't know how <laughs> I'm supposed to do this. Uh, I don't. I don't know music. I don't know anything about reading music
0: i used to read music music i could read treble and bass clef music because of years of other like you know violin or saxophone or whatever and then cello and all that crap and then i learned percussion music because i did a ton of that and now i don't remember any of it and i can play tab on my
1: ukulele my daughter is she knows her, she can, she plays violin. She's pretty good at it for keep, a little kid. Keep it up. Well, she doesn't have time for it anymore. Honestly, <laughs> it's just a thing. Use it or lose it, man. Music is And that's is a probably going to happen. Yeah, but she did. <sighs> she, sorry, Michelle.
0: Don't do that. How can I say sorry, Michelle, if I don't burp into the mic?
1: You don't, ha- just say hi, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Super fan, Michelle.
0: All right, are you good? Yeah, no, basically, he doesn't read music. They're all doing music. Your, your daughter should keep doing music. And he's bad not, about it. Oh, well, he's not mad about it. He just doesn't like it. So what he would do, though, is he'd fake it during the rehearsals, right? And then he'd go home and listen to a record, memorize it, and then go play at the next rehearsal. And he's like, I I got it. And then he'd play a little louder or whatever okay. he did. All right. At one point, the Top Hatters had 30 members.
1: Yeah, it's a big band. Big band. It's in the name of the style of music. <laughs> it's called a big band. Yeah.
0: The
1: band splits into two, though. It's like It's like two smaller bands mixed together to make one big band <laughs> this is great
0: because they split into two smaller bands the first half keeps playing dance band music like jazz they call themselves the dukes of swing and the other half led by izzy calls themselves the king's of rhythm and they wanted to play like blues and
1: boogie woogie boogie woogie Oogie, oogie, Can boogie. you take two small bands and put them together and make a big band? <laughs> you did, yeah. No, oh, they like, took one big band, took <laughs> them apart and made part. two small bands. I assume it goes one way, it goes the other. Can you put them in the same bowl? <laughs> Would they be?
0: That's like when you mix M&M's and Skittles. Big bowl. <laughs> Do that this holiday season, everyone. If you want to have a fun reaction, get some M&M's and Skittles and put <laughs> them in the action. same bowl. funny? funny. Stir,
1: I, like, I had some Skittles for the first time in probably 10 years the other day. they around. Good. pretty good. They're They're sour. Sour's good though. Nineteen fifties, okay.
0: um, this group, the Kings of Rhythm, they'd play regularly live on the radio at W R O X in Clarksdale. I
1: I something about that name, Kings of Rhythm. I like it. I like Kings that
0: name. Rhythm. Like Kings of Game Shows. <laughs> well, that's a that big band, right? They're playing I don't know. <laughs> Boogie Woogie. That's Boogie Woogie.
1: That's all I got. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll i'll come listen it's to you, blues man. riff and B. watch
0: me for the changes Jeez, try God. to keep up try to keep up they also okay so they're playing on some radio stations the w rocks and KFFFA in and helena arkansas arkansas izzy gets a gig as an unofficial roadie for the blues singer robert nighthawk oh yeah robert nighthawk have you actually heard of robert nighthawk i have not heard of him there you go he got a chance to play backup for nighthawk uh it helped him get experience by playing out playing out
1: i don't like that term there
0: is a difference between your basement and the stage so yeah
1: <laughs> not at most of the stages i've seen you play out at ryan
0: i actually am a gamer i'm not trying to toot my own horn but yeah in in practice when i'm drunk in the basement dicking around with the guys i'm not the greatest but on around stage, with a lot of guys okay, right In only in the basement not
1: that there's anything wrong there right
0: all right jeez jeez all right we got a quote um from izzy quote we played juke joints we'd start playing at 8 p.m and wouldn't get off till 8 a.m. No intermission, no breaks. If you had to go to the restroom, well, that's how I learned to play drums and guitar. When one had to go, someone had to take his place.
1: Oh, that's neat. I like that idea. Like the rotating. Uh... Tag! You're yeah. in like pro wrestling. Like tag your yeah. tag team partner. I
0: don't play the bass. Yeah, GC and D.
1: Don't worry, it's a bass player. It's not that boring. Just go ahead. <laughs> no
0: one's it. listening to you Any? No, I'm kidding. I love bass players. I learned to play the drums so I could listen to bass more close up
1: drummers like bass players because it's the only member of the group that makes <laughs> them look good
0: <laughs> wow uh, Get, getty lee's gonna canadian backhand
1: you uh, bring him and Les claypool let's go <laughs>
0: march 1951 as he brings his uh, izzy brings his band to record the song rocket
1: 88 rocket 88 no never heard of it i probably have oh. you, these old songs you've you've heard maybe heard them here's the thing izzy plays uh piano
0: His regular singer signed a solo contract, so he split, leaving the sax player for the Rhythm Kings, this guy Jackie Brenston, to sing lead. So it got released as Jackie Brenston and his Delta Cats instead of Ike Turner and his Kings of Rhythm featuring Jackie Brenston. Why is this a big deal? Now there's beef. (laughs) I feel beef coming in. The intro part of Rocket 88, which is largely classified as the first rock and roll song in history, is also the piano parts later used note for note in little Richard's Good Golly Miss Molly. Okay. Good golly Miss Molly. Yeah, yeah. I... That was Ike Turner, man. The single released in April nineteen fifty one, hit number one on Billboard's R and B chart, spends five weeks at the top it's so, sold, Rocket 88. Rocket 88. It sold half a million copies. It's widely considered the first rock and roll song ever recorded. Izzy and the band were paid $20 each. It's about 193 bucks nowadays for the record.
1: So, so, he's credited with making rock and roll the Correct. first time. Yep. And it was because of him on the piano?
0: uh well he wrote the whole song piano guitar and all that but yes okay he, he played the piano which but then the Little name Richard of the band copied. did
1: not have his name in it
0: no <laughs> they released it as as the other guy okay name, i gotcha jack but Princeton, but legitimately what you're saying so
1: is legitimately there are people a large group of
0: music historians and insiders that and are right, better yeah. than us that yes.
1: say that yes. is the first Yes. Rock and roll song. If you and, had... and there's no doubt that Ike Turner was the one that wrote it. Correct. And played on it. Correct. Correct.
0: If you would like to hear the first rock and roll song, it is called Rocket 88. Can we hear it now? No. Why? Because it's not old enough yet. Are you serious? Yeah, I looked. It... It's not. I tried. Okay. So, but it's called uh, Rocket 88. You can look it up as Jackie Brenston and his Delta Cats or... Ike Turner and the Kings of Rhythm, featuring Jackie Brenston, both are out there. But that is the first rock and roll song Can you ever just look recorded. up "Rocket 88"? You can, but make sure they redo it a couple times because that's the music industry back in the day.
1: Okay, there's has so, been a lot. Of yeah, make sure you get Jackie or Ike put their hands on it. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The success of "Rocket 88" causes tension and ego clashes. Uh, disappointed, it didn't create more opportunity for him. Izzy disbands the Kings of Rhythm for a couple of years. He's <laughs> like, uh i supposed to be famous, but stupid Jackie took all oh, my he's fame. He's only 13. <laughs> he's, he's a little more than that now. Okay. 1951, he was born in 20-something. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Izzy, uh, with a little bit of reputation now, becomes a session musician. We've described that. These are people who are in the music industry who like, oh, you need a good guitar player. I know a guy.
1: Yeah, he just he, he can handle himself in front of Mike. Do, exactly. Do what he needs to do. Worker. Right. Yeah.
0: He, he's a production assistant. He's a freelance guy. He's also doing talent scouting for some record companies and stuff. He's in the biz. Right.
1: Very much so.
0: This is why uh, you will find out that Ike Turner is probably the most linked guy to any other show we've ever had. And we'll, we'll get all back to it and stuff. But
1: He was a big big into Outlaw Country, was he, Brian? Because <laughs> we did a lot of stuff on Outlaw Country. It actually
0: comes up, and we will get there. Okay. Is he right. discovers B.B. King. He gets oh, inside yeah. to Meteor Records. B.B. King has backed that story ever. So
1: always. he discovered B.B. King. Yep. Do you know B.B. King's guitarist name? Uh, Elizabeth? <laughs> mm, no, that was <laughs> Jake the Snake Robert's girlfriend's name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you,
1: Elizabeth. All right, Lucille. Uh, Lucille, damn it. I should have nice. made that. We should have played the dumb bum 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 You should have
0: told me a quiz. Quiz time. Quiz, um, quiz all time right. for Brian. Well, yeah, okay, so he's got Lucille and B.B. King. He gets them signed uh, to Meteor Records. Izzy also goes out and gets Howlin' Wolf and gets him signed to Sun Records. We've talked about him. He meets Elvis, who was a truck driver at the time. We, we talked about that. Correct. Quote uh, from mm-hmm. Izzy, Ike Turner on Elvis. Quote, he was just a white boy who would come over to the black clubs. Uh, he would come in and stand behind the piano and watch me play. I never knew he was no musician.
1: I never knew he was no musician. End quote.
0: Izzy meets uh, Elvis again one time at the International Hotel in Las Vegas. A few years later, Elvis comes up to him, taps him on the shoulder, he and goes, Hey, you remember me? No.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. That would have been funny had he done that, especially being Elvis. Hey, give me a drink. I'm sorry. I don't. You're the kid who used to watch me play piano. You owe me a bunch of money for lessons. Unaware, of songwriter. <clears throat> Unaware of songwriter royalties, Izzy wrote an estimated 78 hits for Meteor slash modern records for artists like Bobby Bland, The Prisoners, and Little Milton.
1: Little Milton.
0: I think we talked about Little Milton before, too.
1: Little Milton. What? That rings a... It yeah, does, I don't right? Yeah, well, up. we'll
0: get back to The Prisoners, too, because that's a group of prisoners who started like a doo-wop group. So they're coming. They're in 2020. Look for that. I mean, not that it's 2000. It's not nine Anyway. You're supposed to do the thing where you're supposed to go. It's not 2019.
1: What? You're not telling me future people, are you? You'll never know. You'll never guess the prison errors. Well, I probably won't get. No, not even if you <laughs> told me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and if they did, you'd know something's up. Figured it was a safe bet. Okay. 1954,
0: while uh, visiting his sister in St. Louis, Missouri, Izzy goes out, goes clubbing. Right. The owner recognizes him, asks him if he, yeah, you want to play St. Louis, and so he reforms the Kings of Rhythm. And they go and play St. Louis.
1: What do you mean, play St. Louis? Just like the city of the bunch of bars,
0: club, right? Right. This one club owner's like, "You want to play here?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, I do want to play here." So, Izzy insists the band come together and live in a big house all together. So uh, there's early morning rehearsals (laughs) and there's rules. And they put them in trash cans and beat on the (laughs) trash cans. Uh, At the time, Izzy was a teetotaler, right? So no drugs, no alcohol for anybody in the band. It's like we're not doing it. Except for me. They'll be, they'll be fine. Why is it every cult leader gets to sleep with everybody else's wife? What's with that?
1: <laughs> I saw some of those Branch Davidians, dude. I wouldn't want to do that. If you break the rules, you're out of the band. Izzy will fire
0: you. So what he would do, too, is he would find musicians who played the wrong note or physically assault band members.
1: That's fine. That's this is fine. not the note
0: you're supposed to play. Anyway, I do it because I love you and I want the band to be the best. Foreshadowing. He controlled everything down to the stage outfits that
1: everybody was supposed to wear. He sounds like he's starting to turn into a control (laughs) freak. But you know what? Hold on. You know, he has been doing this now for a while. He's a talent scout, writing music, was performing music. Yeah, yeah. He's been in it since he was 13. (laughs) Yep. So maybe when a dude like this starts telling you what to do, Motherfucking shop and listen. Right? I mean. Well, right. Here's the thing
0: though. He thought he had to be this polished and this this precise and, and and poised because their main competition was Sir John's trio featuring Elton John. Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. Yep.
1: That makes sense.
0: So that like it's like, dude, you and <laughs> Chuck Berry are vying for the father of
1: rock and roll. Didn't you say Chuck Berry was the one that had the beginning of his That was Little Richard. Oh, little rich. Oh. I thought little Richard said he was the grandfather. Uh huh. So now there's I, a bunch of them out well, there. Well, it's
0: not, but they're all at this time. It's all because all three of them were trying to do it. But technically, Ike, I mean, I guess Rocket 88, it's that was got, it. It's got a sign and date on it. He did it. All right. So. All right. So that's why he's pushing these guys so hard. He's like, dude, it's Chuck Berry. I mean, not that everybody knew who Chuck Berry. I mean, we'll
1: get there. He knew thing, it. Yeah. That Chuck Berry was going to be right. good, big, and they're right. trying to invent a new genre of music. Right.
0: Right. 1956. Um, Izzy helps Buddy Guy record his second album and he plays guitar on it too. So
1: hey, Buddy Guys, um, in Chicago. I don't know if it's still there. That was a great bar to go hang out at. There was a bar down around the corner of this hotel we stayed at a lot in Chicago. It was called Buddy Guys. I mean, Buddy Guy would show up every once in a while. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I didn't know who he was. Well, not then. I mean, I was I didn't uh, really know uh, who he is now. Sorry, Michelle. No more. What? you're gonna get uncarbonated beers from now on. <laughs> um that sounds terrible. Yeah, it does. Um, but, uh, buddy, guys, someone could just kind of walk in that you didn't know and maybe go play. It was a very kind of a low-lit dive bar. Um, really? Yeah, it was It was pretty cool, though. Huh, so that, that one, and then there was another one called the Kingston Mines. It was up north Chicago. Sounds yeah. like a ride in Orlando, the Kingston Mines. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree. Dun, 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 oh. But this, this, the Kingston Mines was fun because it was all... It was all uh, Rhythm and Blues. It was all blues bars. Cool. And they had kind of like two sides to this Kingston Mines. Picture basically two long bars put together. They had some doors in between. And then like a kitchen, you'd go up this window and order like some food, whatever. You had to come up back to the window to get it. No wait. You know, they had waitresses for drinks. So they'd have a band going on in one one side going rocking and rolling. And we're sitting there listening to the band. And all of a sudden, everybody's like kind of (laughs) leaving. Like, what the hell? They're all going to the other side because they know the next band's getting set up in there. So they would just have bands come in, and had two rooms, and they just shuffle back and forth, bounce back and forth. Yeah, that sounds terrible, right? But guess what this does? Gets you up off your feet, gets you moving, gets you kind of talking to some people that you've never, you know, seen before. It was fun. It really made for a nice, fun atmosphere. I'm I'm 99% sure that was a place called Kingston Mines. I, I bet you it's still there today, buddy, guys. I don't know. I, if I, you're
0: from, if you're familiar with either of those, let us know on the social media. We'll, yeah, we'll send you a sticker. Super curious. I don't think Buddy Guy's still.
1: can't be still alive.
0: Well, maybe. Maybe. Speaking of going to bars, 1957, the Bullock sisters, Anne and Aline, Alline, A L L I N E, Alline, Elaine, Hello Elaine. <laughs> uh, they go to this club Manhattan in St. Louis, right? <laughs> they go to see the Kings of Rhythm. Part of them after seeing the band Anne asks if she can sing with them she's like oh my god you guys are great so during intermission she goes and sings this song you know i love you by bb king and uh izzy sees it and he's impressed
1: he invites her to to join the band so just singing between sets yep all right join the band for the night forever and ever we'll get there she gets a stage name little ann little ann 1959,
0: Izzy's charged with interstate transportation of forged checks and conspiracy. What? All right. <laughs> yeah, basically here, May 19th, uh, 1960, he gets arrested in St. Louis, and he goes to trial because there are these people passing these bad checks, and, uh, like, well, basically, the first jury, they fail to reach a verdict because the evidence is kind of sketchy. It's like there's a check, bad check ring going around, and Ike Turner's name is brought up, and so he's like, yeah, I know the girl, but, I mean, like, I don't
1: know the girl. I just, you know, I don't know.
0: Her. Oh, she was right in was no, 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 not, no, nobody we've mentioned so far. This is a third person okay. out in the world who's just right. like.
1: I, I feel like you're trying to slow walk me to something. Well, Brian. no, not
0: really. There's a retrial, and he's found not guilty, basically. He's like, he has connections to some shady people, but he's not doing anything shady yet. Let's just keep yeah, it that me way. me too. Are you looking at me? <laughs> so. Uh, there's a bunch of deep FBI. I went through a bunch of FBI files on the whole thing. It's all public records. Somebody did a FOIA thing, and so I'm looking through, and it's like, I Turner. And he's like, yeah, I knew her, but no, nah, I didn't do any bad checks. She was just the singer. You know, it just keeps going on. We'll get there. March 1960, uh, Izzy uses Little Ann to lay down a track for another musician, this guy, Art Lassiter, right? Art never shows up to this recording session. So he's like, I got the band here. I got the songs. I got the tape time. I got no singer. So he puts Little Ann in there and um, he gets this, he's like you know what I'm going to send these demos to New York City to, to sue records and people are like it's good enough you should do it this girl because he doesn't know this girl little Ann just, like you said she came up to him at a bar and was like I sang one song and he's like yeah I let her in the band I think she's good but man is—is just me am I, am, I, am I being honest with myself that she's actually this good people are like she's good she's you know
1: you're good yeah she's good look at that rack she's got to sing well <laughs>
0: No, dude, her voice, I'm telling you. So basically. I know, she's
1: got big boobs. Look at that voice. He gets a,
0: he gets a letter back. Rolling, rolling. He gets a letter back from New York City. Sue Records offers $20,000 advance uh, for a song and suggests Izzy make this girl, this little Ann, the star of a show. Okay. Like, man, you guys are doing good. This girl's good enough. You should put her up front. So Izzy renamed little Ann Tina because it rhymed with Sheena, and he was inspired by Sheena, queen of the jungle. And Noyoka, the jungle girl. So he's like, he created the stage paternal, uh, persona, Tina Turner.
1: So her name's Anne. Bri- Anne. Anne Ann something. Oh, Anne. Oh, God, you made me go back. Anne Bullock. A- Bullock. All right. No, her name is Tina
0: Turner now. Well, did they get married? We'll get there. Well, well you said they gave her the name. They weren't married at that time. Look, man. He created the stage. He's he's a marketing guy. It's like Kiss. Okay. All right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're not really the spaceman and star child and all that. They're just like the real people. And he's like, these are the stage personas when we go out there. And this is, this is who we are. <clears throat> all right. And uh, he trademarks it too because if she leaves, he could just replace her. So it's not necessarily her, her. He's creating this.
1: That's a neat idea. That's a neat concept. I'm, I'm, not, am I, I'm actually sincere with that. It's a well, neat it goes concept. back
0: to the Axel Rose thing. It's like a Guns and Roses. It's like, yeah, no, you're I am Guns and Roses. You're and replaceable. You're just the singer, exactly. <laughs> now you get where that comes from. Now I finally get the joke. Yes,
1: she was so just he, the singer. He
0: trademarks it. Or you know what? <laughs> we're gonna leave it right there for a break for a minute, and um,
1: yeah, we're, we're leaving it right on the Tina Turner bu- right. Bu- we've, we've, bubble. Right, we've we've
0: created Tina Turner right here, and now it's about to to take off with a little different dynamics. So okay, we'll go take a break, and we'll be right back.
1: call this? Signs? What was this? Levels? What is this? It's Levels, Jerry. No, <laughs> it was uh, Signs by a band. It was on a guitar um, rock thing. Garage Guitar hero? Guitar hero.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to say for it? we're back
1: so at break brian had to um ask me how to hide uh venison meat in his wife's food <laughs> that's <laughs> he's like that's it basically dude come over here and look at this like, tell me what I, what do you, i do with th- this th- what do i some buddies gave me some venison some steaks some venison steaks and i stuff. didn't get a deer this year that's what do sure. you what do you what do you recommend and I said, just cook them on the grill. Throw them out. Put a little Lowry seasoning salt and rock and roll. I feel like people wrap them in bacon and put them in poppers and weird things like that. I don't no, know. You can do. I, I don't like wasting bacon on anything. <laughs> bacon is standalone food in my world. It's
0: too lean to just cook raw. It's <clears throat> going to be so, there's no Don't
1: overcook it. Don't overcook it. On the grill, do not overcook it. I but see. I said, make Swiss steak with it. Boom. Everybody okay. eat that. Everybody eat that. Everybody eat that. I
0: got no segue from that because uh, we're back into Ike Turner, who we've been calling Izzy. He's basically invented rock and roll, but didn't get credit for it.
1: Maybe at the point where he starts beating his wife, she could take a steak and put it on her eye. Isn't that a thing? Uh, You put a piece of steak on your face? Yeah, it's just
0: because it's cold and conforms to your face, but let's not get there yet. (laughs) Let's not get the cart before the horse here, buddy. So right now... We're, t- we're dealing with uh, Ike Turner and Izzy, who doesn't do drugs, and he doesn't drink, right?
1: Mm-hmm. He said
0: he was introduced to cocaine by two very famous people he'd been working with in Las Vegas. Who? Well, first of all, it's Elvis, obviously, because he met Elvis.
1: It was Elvis? Yep. I, and- I didn't think, El- was Elvis a cokey? Well, you Maybe know. Maybe a little bit. He did uh, a lot of, he, did per- a lot- <laughs> he put a lot of different things in his body.
0: Yep, it was Elvis and Red Fox.
1: Red Fox. Red, 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 Red Fox introduces like Turner to cocaine. There is no doubt in my mind that that dude was doing some cocaine back in the
0: day. Oh, dude, if you're in the L.A. scene out in the, in the hotels doing your shows, like five, six shows a night and all that stuff. Well, and the it, comedians,
1: yeah. Oh, my God.
0: How would you not be? You'd have to have uppers and stuff. You'd have to. So I have,
1: this, I have this thing in the back of my mind. I know Brian does, too. I know this. Oh, God. That w- we could do comedy on stage.
0: Yeah, that's essentially why we're here. No, I'm too, I am too I, chicken shit to do stand up on my
1: own. Oh, I would have no problem getting up on stage, and I bet I could even make it funny. But there's I, no I got way jokes. I got. Jokes. There's no way that I could live that lifestyle. No, I got a wife. I got kids. Yeah, and I have no boundaries when it comes to a couple things. If I start, I would get into. I'd have all the problems with all the drugs. But then, <laughs> but then think about this. Immediately off the rails. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, but think about this. You're, how many shows are you doing a night a lot of times if you're a comedian?
0: Uh, you, Rogan says he goes out about three, four times on a Wednesday. Just hits a couple different, like this spot, 15, this spot, 10, this yeah. spot,
1: half hour. And you're telling the same sort of set. You're you're really going to be able to. Polished. To, to perfect. It's going to be the exact yeah. same. It's going to sound the same. Yeah, man. You know when to pause for the laughter from the audience. You're going to get real good at doing your little shpeck deal. Sh- pick, deal oh, yeah. Your routine. Yep. Well, it's the same thing no, when you're playing music, so though. It's boring.
0: That's what happens in music, is you're like, I'm playing rocking in the free world again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Keep on in the free but,
1: world. And I get it. You're making money. You're doing well. Free bar tab. But it's not People like, are
0: looking at you and going, yeah. It's
1: cheering. not some glamorous thing. Nope. Yeah. yeah so. I, don't, I don't know if I'd want to do And you couldn't live at home if you didn't live in, like, say, New York or L.A. Yeah, that's no, the thing. You'd if have you to lived, you'd have to how many comedy how many comedy bars are there in New York? Probably a ton. a billion, right? Or two billion, maybe. You'd have to. I mean, do, all the boroughs. You'd have to do a lot of work. I mean, if you want to extend that all the way up to like uh, uh, White Lake or something, I'm White too Lake? scared
0: to go around here because we have the University of Michigan, which pulls in honestly a lot of East Coasters, and you have to submit your two minute set to the Booker before he'll even let you go up for open mic night because they have so many people. Like, the 30,000 kids come from out of state, it's right there sort of by the college district.
1: Oh, right. And so it's like, oh,
0: I don't want to, you know, I want to try, but I don't want to try.
1: I I think maybe my point is I'd be scared to be successful.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, If you've listened to the show before, I've made reference to almost making it. As a professional musician, back I got in news my 20s, for you, Brian. He didn't.
1: That would have been bad.
0: I would have, have a bunch of shitty ass tattoos. I don't want drug habit.
1: I got to Mark of, this oh, time terrible. down because I gotta like tell tell Matt. Matt, listen, listen. This is a point in this market. This is a point in the uh, podcast of Brian's lewds that he make make made made it big in the music industry. I had a
0: swing. No, I didn't say I made it big. I said I had a swing at it, which is all I had. <laughs> a swing. Haven't you ever pulled the lever on a on a on a slot machine and be like, oh, almost won a million dollars, <laughs> didn't they? I just should have put a quarter in. It's a good feeling.
1: All right, back, hey. to, back well, to Bobby Brown Well, speaking of good feelings, yeah. Bobby Brown. <laughs> speaking, oh, I'm, I turner.
0: Speaking of good feelings, uh, he gets some cocaine, right, that we're talking about from Bob, Bobby Brown, Red Fox, and uh, and Elvis. Uh, all right. So he gets that uh, he get and he takes it home. <laughs> he
1: he gets it, he takes it home. And takes it,
0: <laughs> and He tries it out while he's playing the piano and writing songs. And, and he said he liked it because it reduced the need for sleep, and uh, that allowed him to write more music. <laughs> yeah, I
1: bet. <laughs> when you're on cocaine. That's 100% correct. You don't have to sleep
0: as much. So I can write more songs. Yeah. I feel like writing a song right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to write so many songs.
0: Boogie, woogie, July 1960. Uh, the single A Fool in Love was released by Ike and Tina Turner. Okay. It becomes I- a national hit, selling millions of copies. Well, now, they're not married at this point? I don't think they are. I feel like I mentioned when they get married. I might not. I don't know. (laughs) Crime and Music, I wrote this a while ago. It happens. We'll get there.
1: All right. Look it up if you want to know. (laughs) Write write the show, please. If you know when
0: Ike and Tina Turner got married, feel free to write the show. Get on it. It became a national hit. They sold millions of copies. It peaks at number two on Billboard R&B and number 27 on the Hot 100 and is inducted and introduced Tina Turner to the world. Okay. Is he added a girl group to his mix. He called them the Ikeettes. They I- actually did have their own hit called I'm Blue and Peaches and Cream. And I'm Blue is Billboard's number 63 best all-girl group song
1: ever, basically. Number 63 Number ever. 60-
0: 63 ever. Okay. So you got the Ikeettes plus the King's Rhythm. You put that all together, and that equals the Ike and Tina
1: review. They're just traveling with this whole entire...
0: Oh, dude, they got a show with a show and another show. Okay. They're entertainers. Impressed Jeez. by their performance on the film, The Big TNT Show, Phil Spector contacts Izzy to produce Tina Turner.
1: Okay, so we're getting another creepy dude in here. You, you got the creeps keep coming. Yeah. That poor girl didn't I shot. know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, now she goes back and just oh. keeps thinking of that day she went between sets and pulled on, pulled on Ike's coattail and... Mr. Turner, Mr. Oh, Mr. Turner, would you listen to me sing? And she just laid it down and nailed it. Yep, and nailed then, it. And then, uh, and then, and then, and then, and then, this happened. Go ahead, Brett. Yep. Well, anyway, uh, 1966, they record
0: "River Deep, Mountain High." It was Ain't not no well received.
1: Mountain high, no. That's a different song. Hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the last same words in it. It was not well received in the U.S other people overseas they like it
1: more. Ain't no uh, valley low enough.
0: That's when Phil backed away from music producing, you remember listening to the Phil Spector episode he recludes to his Malibu mansion as they all do.
1: Hey, by the way, I think was it Phil Spector episode um Little Milton? No, I think I think that's the one that needs to get re remastered the mostest. This is the time you choose to <laughs> tell me. I keep thinking about hey, it. Hey, you know, audio glitches. No, you asked glitches. me, go look at, listen to some of our old episodes, and and we're going to have an engineer come through and polish them up. That one. I was expecting a text, but <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> This is as good as you get, man. All right. Hey, I, we got to let our audience get in on some of the back. You know, pull the curtain back on us, other than everybody. We're good dudes. Okay. All right. He said humbly. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Basically. Pulling pull, pull the curtain back a little bit more. <laughs> okay. I know this is going to cause a lot of controversy. I get it. Oh, God. But I feel like if we owe our audience a certain level of truth. <clears throat> Here is my truth. It's a true crime podcast. Here's my truth. Yes. Unless it's exactly and tastes exactly like the stuff that you can buy for a quarter in the little package. Unless it's exactly like that. I don't like ramen. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you got in that bowl. Cook my egg all the way. I don't want that. No, I want the noodles and that little package. You got to rip it open. I don't know what's in that. It's magic. Dog. That might be cocaine. That might be crack. <laughs> I don't know. We'll get there. All right. There uh, we go. You're welcome. But do, You're welcome. Do you drain the water in your ramen or? No. Do you want to get a fight? <laughs> Do you want to fight about that? No, you don't drain the ramen in your water. Oh my god, you
0: gotta drain the water from your ramen. What are you What are you doing? That's the broth. Uh, I'm not trying to make noodle soup here. I'm making noodles with flavor in them, man. You drain the noodle, You drain the water in your macaroni, your macaroni and cheese, craft dinner.
1: No, I don't drain it well. Well, okay. I, like I don't drain one. it well. I drain it a little. I I just kind of do this. Like shh, done. Good. Need some of that noodle water in there with it. I love the visuals on a podcast. It's... I said. Shh. <laughs> That's where that came from. Me draining noodle water. <laughs> <laughs> I go, <"Psh." laughs> All right. Well, this is not. Now, every time I say, pshh, I'm going to think of me draining noodle water.
0: Not gold or silver content we got going on here. But third place, which is what River Deep Mountain High got. They took number three in the UK. So. That's pretty good. Ike and Tina Review are, are popular. So good so that Mick Jagger called and asked Ike and Tina Review to open for the Rolling Stones on their British tour. Oh, really? Really. Wow. I'm telling you.
1: Ike so is kind he of goes ahead and there. he invents rock and roll. Yep. The Stones master it. Do the Stones. Right. And now he's opening for Now them. he's opening for the
0: Stones. I invented this shit. <laughs> oh, sorry, Michelle. 1969. Uh. They release a the, uh, couple of records. One, Out of Season. And then the other one, The Hunter. The hey, Hunter. That kind of falls into the theme of hunting
1: now. Because Out of Season. Don't shoot that. <laughs> out of Season and The Hunter. They they do sort of yin-yang together. A out bit. of season and the hunter.
0: Yeah. In All the right. fall, they open for the Rolling Stones on their U.S. tour.
1: Okay, so they're now with the Stones. Pretty much. They're their
0: okay. opening band, Tina and Ike Review. All right. Izzy has a uh, heavy coke addiction going.
1: <laughs> well, that's he can write some songs.
0: Buying in large quantities and uh, sharing it with friends. Well, that's the only way to keep the prices down, Brian. He estimates he's spent approximately $11 million on cocaine over the years. Hmm. Guess you didn't keep the prices too too far down. Well, good thing you invented rock and roll and people liked it. His cocaine addiction is so bad. How bad is it? (laughs) I had a really great joke about cocaine, but I can't remember it, so I'm really upset. I had it all lined up.
1: (laughs) That took a long trip. I couldn't
0: read between the lines. I've never done cocaine. I've never done cocaine, but I do love the way it smells.
1: Are we good? Yeah!
0: <laughs> Izzy's coke addiction causes a uh, hole through his septum. Mm-hmm. So it's like the piercing, like the bull ring thing. He can put a handkerchief up and like floss his, his nasal
1: passage. Um, really snowballed into a problem.
0: It hurt badly, so to relieve the pain... He, more uh, cocaine. <laughs> used more cocaine! That's correct. And soon he starts freebasing he, cocaine. He, he invented crack! <laughs> He's not only the inventor of rock and roll. I will. (laughs) Soon, he starts freebasing, a.k.a. smoking cocaine in the form of crack. Nailed it. Nailed it, for sure. January 1970, the Ike and Tina Review perform on the Ed Sullivan Show. Really big show. 1971, they release Proud Mary. That was a big one. That's their biggest hit. It reaches number four Billboard Hot 100, number five on the R&B, sold one million copies, won a Grammy for best R&B vocal performance by a group.
1: And so the whole time, I don't know if they're married or not at this point. They're what, married. No. Whatever, okay. Yeah, they're married. Uh, but they're he's married, still in his mind <laughs> thinking, dude, if it all goes wrong with this bitch, I can totally I can get just, somebody else. But pu- I can just plug and play, man. Just plug and play. I, she's really not even that big she's part of the show. She's just the singer. Just the, I, <laughs> <laughs> Just because... Okay, I, I, the rest of it. I, we're gonna we're we're gonna have a tangent here. Oh, for sure. Okay. Oh, I can't wait. All right.
0: My favorite part's the very end. Okay. I, 19- Most of
1: our audience's favorite part of the
0: show is no. People like our show. Stop saying that. Self deprecating is fine, but we produce a quality product. Oh my god, it's violent. I spend a lot. Why would you listen? That's
1: well, no, I think a lot of our audience listens on the car ride home and they only have to drive an hour, so they have to sit in the driveway for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. My wife talks on the phone like that. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm like, a... where is she? She's supposed to be home at 4 30. 5 15, she walks in the door. I'm like, oh, late night at work? No, I've been in the driveway for 40 minutes. in the driveway. On the phone. Talking
0: on the phone. All right. All right. This is completely unrelated to that. Nineteen seventy-three, they released Nutbush City Limits. Oh, yeah, so- I've heard of that one too. A song written by Tina about her hometown Nutbush, Tennessee.
1: No, is that, I? Why did I? Nutbush was in Illinois. I did a lot of
0: research. It's no, no, Nut I believe Bush, you. No, Tennessee. no.
1: If you would ask me, I would, have, I would have instantly said Illinois. And. Whatever her name. Little Ann's born there.
0: 1974, <clears throat> the Turners receive the Golden European Award, the first
1: ever for selling more than one million copies of Nutbush City Limits in Europe. So they're the first one to sell a million copies of that album or any album? Any. First one ever? Ever. Nobody's ever sold a million of things in, in, in Europe before? Nope. Not before Nutbush City Limits. So they had to quickly come up with a, an, no. award. <laughs> an award. Shit.
0: Crikey, the Americans. Oh, wait, those are Australians uh I turned on that fucking cunt
1: just right. Sold then. over a million albums. We're both pretty bad. This out, is yeah. so
0: bad. Well, we haven't done a British guy in a well. while. It's it's really uh, uh, God. We'll get to it too because we have some criticism on our Pete Doherty episode.
1: Hey, I watched a thing on MI6. Oh, right, on the PBS last night. And? It was pretty cool. Yeah. all right There you go. No, don't, no need to talk about it. <laughs> Guess not.
0: July first, nineteen seventy-six.
1: Spirit of seventy-six.
0: That's when we were born. There you go. That's when I was born.
1: You were born on July first. Well, I mean, in 76.
0: Well, there you go. The Turners are traveling to L.A. or from L.A. to Dallas, Texas, for a gig, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, in a couple of days, they're going to sign a big deal. There's a record deal, like $150,000 deal for five years. Nowadays, that's like $675,000 deal.
1: Yeah, it's a big deal.
0: Right. They get into a fight on I, the way to the hotel. I can hotel. Tina did. I, I can Tina get into a fight on the way to the hotel. And this right? is in 76? 76, Okay. Yeah. So, uh. Tina flees shortly after arising. Arriving. She had what? Tina flees shortly after arriving. Oh, the there's meeting. a bunch of
1: bedbugs. Like, I'm out of here. Genesee County being found at some schools. That's that's why we moved away. Okay.
0: Oh. Izzy claims that Tina initiated the conflict by purposefully irritating him so that she would have reason to break up with him before they
1: signed the new contract. Hold on. Give me all that again. <laughs> who who does, who said, who, who shot, who in the what now? <laughs> Izzy, Ike yeah. Turner, okay. claims that Tina
0: right. initiated a conflict between them okay. on purpose okay. just to irritate him Yeah, so that she would have reason to break up with him before they signed
1: the new contract. So she had a re- her reason to break up was that he was irritated? Yes. All right. I'm, I'm, so I'm he's not like, saying it's right to hit a woman. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> but there are reasons to do it. So. Never right. But there are there are reasons.
0: Well, you know if he, I don't now know. she's trying
1: to piss you off.
0: She's purposely pissing me off. Well, that's his his perspective don't, was don't she's don't pissing him off before don't signing. don't hit a woman. No, never.
1: But when they ask you why, I'm sure you can give a lot of reasons, and that's one of them.
0: I'm sure people have said that
1: she pissed me off right before we
0: go to this business and meeting. She so to. she could break up with me before she signed the record deal without me. Presumably, I mean he didn't say that. But she's just the singer i wrote this i invented rock and roll <laughs> 1977 izzy and tina file for divorce
1: okay they were married there you go
0: he struggles to find success as a solo artist he's got a cocaine problem as she
1: just soars
0: he's got problems with the cops
1: she's taking <laughs> off
0: on huge problems
1: she's got problems oh no i'm sorry you're right
0: here her, his problem with her is that she's very successful yeah and, well, like and
1: uh, honestly she was singing a lot of the songs he probably wrote probably yeah
0: so, 1980 i said he's got problems mm-hmm. with the cops a swat team raids izzy's recording studio bullock studios he, he made a nice studio like state of the art and he, named it after her last name her, her name was bullock but he called it bullock so there's a little difference, but yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess I didn't put it together. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's not the same. Dun, 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 no. dun, dun. I am vanilla ice. Mine goes. Dun, 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 right. dun, dun.
1: He named the studio after his right. wife's last real name. Sure. Cause she was just the singer,
0: but the SWAT team busts in the door. <clears throat> they find seven grams of cocaine. Um, That's nothing. Izzy's squatting over the toilet with a bunch of empty bags and seven grams that he didn't flush yet. And oh, a live huh. hand grenade. Oh, wow. Also, typically, you know, there's a lot of disreputable characters that hung around the studios.
1: Well, I don't think a hand grenade is ever a way to solve your problem (laughs) in a studio. So
0: Izzy had a 357 Magnum sitting on the board, too, for protection. That's better. So he's got a hand grenade and a a handgun.
1: (laughs) He invented having (laughs) guns in that studio. Phil Spector, he was just a producer.
0: That's true. That's probably where Spector got the idea from. Talking to the Ramones, you sit on and you play. One, two, three, four. You dragging. You're rushing. You don't get that reference at all. I
1: you? think there was a movie with some guy going off on some college student.
0: There you go. All right. Get it whiplash. Two weapon charges were dismissed. Izzy gets 30 days in L.A. County Jail <clears throat> and three years probation. That's not much. We well, had a hand grenade, dude. <laughs> I, I know. You had, you, I had art, you had some hardcore artillery. you yeah, supposed to have that in the city, I don't think. Oh. <laughs> oh. January 20th, 1981. Izzy, uh, he's at the apartment studio behind. Izzy's at the apartment behind the studio, right? Like, we okay. got a building in a complex. He's at the apartment behind there. He hears all these sirens going off.
2: And he's like, "What
1: is that?" So, so he that goes outside. Blushing like cocaine again.
0: <laughs> he goes outside and he notices Bol- Bull Studios is on fire. Oh, oh! Now investigators say the fire was clearly a case of arson. Someone had poured a flammable liquid all along the hallway, right outside of like Izzy's office and stuff like that. And so, because the studio was a maze of rooms, the fire department could only stand there and watch it burn
1: down for eighteen hours. So, and the whole time, and the whole time, Izzy's just going, oh, I, don't I, don't "I don't know, I don't know, I was at my apartment. I have some insurance papers here, though." <laughs> <Soink>. <laughs> Excuse me. We've, I'd
0: like to get by now. <laughs> I have I am
1: the owner with the full coverage insurance. So hold on, dude. Is when, there more to that story When did,
0: mayhem happens. Did he,
1: uh, nope, that's it. He burnt that shit down. You didn't. Yeah, you
0: know. Eh, I don't know. Eh, maybe. Eh. So, <laughs> April 1981, is arrested for shooting a 49-year-old newspaper delivery man? <laughs> Who's
1: delivering newspapers at 49? <laughs> Seriously.
0: Hey man, you gotta do what you gotta do. Some people they like the news, <laughs> newsies.
1: Look at that. My Siri lit up because of something we just said.
0: Not talking to you, Siri. <laughs> uh it's claimed the man assaulted Izzy's wife and then kicked his
1: dog. So Oh, he can't kick a dog. So Izzy's remarried? Izzy said, yeah.
0: Izzy said he only he gets married like four times. I left them out of it because <laughs> They're not even singers. He beats his wife, so I don't want to. Uh, Izzy said he only fired one shot to scare the fella. Um, he injured himself. That guy injured himself hopping over the fence to get away. And so Izzy was found not guilty of assault.
1: I'm Hold on. He did
0: what? <clears throat> he shot <throat> the dude? And then. Well, no. The guy jumped the fence trying to get away after the shot. And that's how he hurt his leg. He didn't have like a bullet in his Oh, leg he didn't?
1: Anything. Okay. So, okay. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. He's not guilty. Izzy's not guilty in that, in that particular case. But he will shoot at you, just to let you know. Shoot in your general vicinity. Basically. June 1985, Izzy's arrested and charged with conspiracy to sell $16,000 worth of cocaine, possession, and maintaining of a residence for selling cocaine and or using controlled substances. I feel like he was more of the, uh, end,
1: the end user there.
0: Police took $1,000 worth of crack cocaine from his North Hollywood apartment.
1: Uh, Izzy was out on five thousand dollars bond. I guess the music business wasn't really cracking along for him. Oh. <laughs>
0: 1986, Izzy is arrested for possession of cocaine and carrying carrying a concealed handgun and traffic violations. He was oh. re- released on bail. Oh, bail.
1: So his this is the toilet. This is a this is a <laughs> death spiral here, isn't it? <laughs> the swirl
0: and just and, and you're just watching him go down. One and by one. he got out
1: on bail. January
0: 1987, Izzy is arrested for trying to sell 10 ounces of cocaine. That's a lot of coke to an undercover cop. Why, why would you sell it to a cop? They're is just he, gonna bust you. Izzy pleads not guilty.
1: Is he going to jail yet?
0: <laughs> Izzy is, is arrested in uh may 1989 Izzy's arrested in west hollywood california he's convicted of a dui and cocaine intoxication
1: the, the dudes yeah he, he, he that day he got in a fight with uh annabelle what was her what was her little real, ann little ann he uh, got in a fight yeah. at the hotel and yeah it's- I feel like we're not going to have a comeback on this one.
0: (laughs) He is sentenced. We'll we'll get there. All right. He's sentenced to four years in California men's colony in San Luis Obispo, California.
1: A colony. Men's colony. It doesn't make it sound as bad as prison, does it? Kind of sounds a little.
0: Not that there's anything wrong with that. It does
1: sound a little gay. (laughs) Men's
0: colony? I wrote it down. I'm like, this. yeah,
1: this isn't very progressive.
0: What happens to famous musicians in jail? Oh, warden, warden, warden! Oh, did he start singing his way out of jail? (laughs) Associate warden Larry came in, said Izzy was a model inmate. He becomes a trustee working in the prison library. And 1991, Ike and Tina were inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when he is in jail. Yep, Tina didn't attend. Izzy didn't attend because he's in jail for the drug conviction. So Phil Spector
1: accepts the honor (gasps) for the Turners. I'm glad they got some upstanding individual, some pillar of the community. Yes. Well, actually, it's at. Ike's, well, we'll get
0: there. Okay, we'll get there. Phil Spector comes back around again. <laughs> He's September 1991, Izzy is paroled after 18 months for his four-year sentence. That's not Warden, bad. warden, yeah. warden, let me out of here. Kissing you. ass every day. Yep. While in prison, he made $13,000 selling cigarettes, candy bars, and coffee to other inmates.
1: Sounds like was doing the same thing as he got arrested for.
0: I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> I didn't think you could generate an illegal underground business in jail.
1: I used to sell uh, now and laters at school.
0: I was thinking that too. I sold candy at school also, like yeah. warheads and, and was, freaking Tootsie Roll Pops. And we stuff would like go that get, out of I'd my get cases
1: of candy. We went to
0: Sam's Club, my mom and no, I would you're just. Not boom, Sam's Club. <laughs> they didn't I went to
1: Sam's Club back then. In the 90s, for sure they did. Well, we weren't. You must have been selling in high school then. Yeah, I did. That's what I'm talking oh, about. When did you. Was, where, where, Like sixth grade.
0: I don't remember that.
1: You used to go run down to Centennial Candy. Oh, yeah. And then run to the junior high and get on the bus. Yeah. Like after the bell rang, you had to be the first one. And you had to bust your ass downtown. Yep. Go to Centennial Candy. Right the old post office. Yep. And get one case, like a case the size of a shoebox of now and laters. Pop them in your backpack. And then run twice as far to the junior high. Up the hill. To get on your bus. So you can then on the bus. You just walked in on the bus. And then you open shop. Yep. Yeah. Order a piece. Nice. Five for a dollar. Nice. Tripled my money every
0: time. Yep. Nope. I sold candy out of my locker in high school. Beats having a job. <laughs> prison cured uh prison cured Izzy of his cocaine addiction and uh here he remains clear. Really? Yep. Oh, good for him. Nineteen ninety three salt and pepper sample I'm blue to make shoop shoop ba shoop ba Oh really? Yeah, that I'm blue yeah. was that uh Ike Etz song. Okay. He wrote. So he got paid for that? Yep. Okay. So cuz it goes to number 4 on the Hot 100 earns Izzy about half a million dollars in royalties. Um he appeared on the song uh Love Gravy by Rick James. There it is. Yeah. He appears on the song Love Gravy by Rick James, so we have Rick James in there now.
1: Well, who was the who was the famous artist that got to share a part of um MC Hammer's song? it wasn't it what La chic <laughs> I think it no was. there was some famous artist that got to take and, and get grammy credits
0: oh that was rick james was it rick james yeah okay i told you this all comes around to every yeah. if i ever do the seo on our website properly it's all going to link to every freaking episode we've ever done like there's at through, least through 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 ike turner, ike turner <laughs> there's at
1: least 14 links man. he's it's the crazy. he's the trunk of this tree oh god they just changed the SEO algorithm. Does he too, somehow mm-hmm. link up with the Swadder uh, Corocchio? What was his name?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Gisualdo, uh Carlo Giswaldo. No, but I think we're going to go back and do a historic figure again. It's okay. been a while, so I think we're going to go back and do one of those. Okay. So, no, okay. So, uh, Izzy appears on this song Love Gravy with Rick James for a South Park movie, uh, the Chef Aid
1: album. Okay, that? yeah. Back in South I think, Park I think one day I'm going to watch the South Parks.
0: Yeah, I think
1: so. Too. I think one day I'm gonna go back. I tried to watch. it. I mean, they came out in like what ninety on the on the what was called the internet back then.
0: Yes, I have they the had like original a Christmas card. episode. Yeah, or the something. original Christmas card. I have it somewhere in this computer. If you want to watch it, no, Remember?
1: no. I mean, it's out there. You can watch it. Yeah. yeah, and then they came out and boom, they were huge, and they're still making them today. Well,
0: the thing with that show that I think is cool is they can turn out an episode in two weeks.
1: Oh, and they keep like, so
0: topical. That's what it is, Yeah, that's right? their thing. Like, something that's comes out, and boom, thing. they're on it. I'm like, oh, my God. It's, so sometimes fast. it's got to be less than two weeks. Might be, but I've just seen two weeks as their general turner. I mean, yeah.
1: Well, I think they were also ones that made some special computer program where they could turn them out like that quick. Mm-hmm. They did some, basically, they barely need to do any coloring of the. No, it's all done for you. Yeah, boom, done. No, just Computers. Point and click. It's crazy. Computers. Nineteen ninety-seven,
0: uh, Ikes into the future. He's recording and he's touring with Joe Lewis Walker. It's a blues musician and a guitarist and a historian. Um, that encourages Izzy to <coughs> reform the Kings of Rhythm, though. And he's like, "We should go back out and tour. I've just been on tour with this dude. People like blues music. I think we should get back out." So, um, two thousand one, they headline the South by Southwest M- Music Festival.
1: Oh, that's a big one. So, is that a- the one in uh, Montreal? No, it's t- sub. Texas. Yes. Yep. What's the big one? In Mo- oh, Montreal Blues Festival. Correct. Music festival. Okay. Correct.
0: So no, he gets the King's Rhythm back up and going. September two thousand and three. Is he's interviewed for uh, the Martin Scorsese? Is he's interviewed for the Martin Scorsese documentary series The Blues? Um, two thousand and four. Helping a friend from a crack cocaine addiction. Izzy has a relapse. Does some cocaine again, like crack.
1: Trying to just, help a guy get off crack? He's doing crack now? Yeah. yeah
0: he tried to hey, keep... Let me show you how to. You're, you're doing it wrong, He ended man. up getting this guy out of a crack house, but in going to get the guy the crack house, he was in a crack house. <laughs> I'm like, ah, <laughs> well, I'm here. God, I'm it's been 20 years. I'm good. I, was it a nice crack house? Uh, I don't know if those words go together. It's an oxymoron. a <laughs> nice I crack house. Can I
1: pre-warm-so's crack pipe? 2005,
0: Izzy plays piano on the Gorillas album, Demon Days. Oh, really? Yep. Unfortunately, he's also diagnosed with emphysema and now he's got oxygen tank.
1: That's sad that's a sad look. It's not the best. Wheeling around to oxygen. Especially, you know, trying to sing and dance. Yeah, nobody nobody's come to see that <laughs> South by Southwest concert. No. Two
0: thousand six he releases the album Rising with the Blues. That album wins Izzy's first solo Grammy for best tr- best traditional blues album. Um it literally got a bunch of acclaim. They're like, oh, my God, this is like this dude gets the blues. Might beat his wife with a shoe, but gets the blues. Did he use a shoe? Well, that way he didn't hurt his hand for playing guitar.
1: That's smart right there, Brian. I left it out because I don't like spousal news stories. That's <laughs> using your head right there. Kids, here's a lesson. You ever gotta learn from Ike Turner. If you ever got to get your goon hand out, oh put a shoe on it first.
0: Why do you make me do this to you?
1: <laughs> yeah. and then after you're done beating the crap out of he somebody said that in blame too. it on them
0: that asshole he said that in interviews he was like well i hit her because i'd be like why are you sad tina why are you sad? She's like, I don't know. He's like, why are you sad? She's like, I don't know. Maybe it's because like, you're by the hitting time, me with the shoe. He's like, you're not sad no more, are you? And She's like, she's like, ah. Oh, oh. He's like, I give her a reason. And then she wasn't sad. And it all made sense. <laughs> that was
1: my dad's thing. I'm like, what? Why are you crying? I'll give you a reason <laughs> to cry. <laughs> it's
0: right for Mike Turner. So, yeah. God. Anyway, 2006, he gets his crazy blues album. I guess it's really good if you like the blues, like traditional blues wins a grammy um he scheduled to work with the black keys right you've heard of the black keys yeah i know the black keys right are. he scheduled to work with them they send him they uh, rip off the white stripes they send him some tracks
1: i feel like they're different that's just me jack white claimed it i, I thought there was a thing that's funny
0: well we'll look know. into it let's we'll see if there's some crime involved on december 12 <laughs> 2007 at eleven thirty-eight a.m
1: there's a specific time of date <laughs>
0: ike turner age 76 was found in his home by his personal assistant felina rasul and ex-wife Ann thomas medical examiner said the cause of death was from a cocaine overdose
1: Ooh, hot he had a hot shot it sounds like he might have so he kind of he had cocaine he,
0: toxicity mixed with emphysema hypertension and cardiovascular disease
1: Sounds like two out of any of those. Okay. His daughter,
0: Mia, was surprised by the finding. She thought the emphysema would have been a bigger factor.
1: <laughs> Than that big, huge pile of coke he just sniffed up his face? Yeah, that might
0: do it. If you have emphysema and heart disease and hypertension.
1: Sometimes when your heart's beating a million miles an hour and you can't breathe, it's a problem.
0: <laughs> if you've got the heart rate of a of a hummingbird, it <laughs> might be an issue. You'll write some cool shit,
1: but uh, <laughs> You'll have a lot of time on your hands because you ain't gonna go bad. Just
0: fly. I think you could. All right. And a quote from mm. Mike Turner himself. I I really do love this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting the whole episode just for this. <clears throat> quote from Mike Turner. Everything is a hole. When you're born, two holes. There's a hole at the head of your penis. And you come out of a hole. So you come out. <laughs> you can't, you can't, I won't get through it. <laughs> so you come out, and everything's about holes. When you eat, hole.
1: <laughs> There's a hole
2: right there. <laughs> you dude.
1: When you breathe, it's hole. a hole. It's the same hole as when you eat,
0: though. <laughs> I'm crying. Okay. When you see, it's a hole. When you hear, it's a hole. (laughs) Oh, God. And when you die, where are you going? Right back in the hole. If you get too much money, you're going to be in a hole. If if you don't have enough, you're definitely going to be in a hole. So to me, the best thing thing to do is stop trying to stay out of the hole. Get in the hole. Find out what's happening with the hole. And try to control the hole. (laughs) And then... Yeah, the hole, because you understand the hole.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Is
1: that honestly a quote? That that's, is a quote from honestly him.
0: honestly a quote. From, Why kidding. isn't that
1: quote, like, that on a T-shirt that, that or something? a throw
0: pillow. Oh, that's my note. Put that on a throw pillow or a
1: cross stitch. I got some memeing to do later. I'll be creating some memes. I'll need to find that quote. I'm going to use pieces of that quote because that's worth more than one meme. Control the hole. No, I think there needs to be more sitcoms using that. Like, Sunny in Philadelphia could do something with that.
0: Then you can have the hole because you understand the hole. Get in that
1: hole. (laughs) Your penis has a hole in it.
0: You come out of a hole. Your mouth that's a hole ears holes hole your nose that's a hole it's all the holes the worst part is he's not wrong
1: it's the all old about levels holes. jerry
0: <laughs> levels oh my god oh god okay so uh ike turner <laughs> ladies and gentlemen all
1: right ike turner <laughs>
0: Oh my God! Yeah, he was a dickhead. I mean, there's no two ways around it. You're a hole, yeah. guys. Guys, a hole. <laughs> yes, summed up. That man was a hole. Everything's about holes. Yeah, hole.
1: Well, I guess the thing I now I didn't realize he was that influential. In 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 mixed in with oh, so God. many huge R and B, rock and roll sort of icons me
0: neither man i didn't know until he started doing the research and what? just like rubbing elbow oh, oh i gave him this song i've discovered this person even, i signed that guy i'm like come on
1: even the drug use probably i blame elvis no i think the drug use would have been no big thing for, it's not what was right. the downfall of his career it was that scuffle with uh with tina
0: yeah that pretty much started the slide down when the renegotiation because he
1: didn't only get you know divorced from her or whatever and then she went on to become popular she was definitely the 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 shiny part of that review. um she was beaten and that people don't like that part about that story no and so he became sort of like a a a villain where if he didn't become that villain i think he still could have gone on and done some stuff maybe
0: replaced her the thing too that happened uh, sorry michelle um he signed away his rights in that movie where Lawrence Fishburne plays him, the Ike and Tina, whatever. Oh, like did it. he? He signed it away for like twenty grand, and he's like, I didn't realize that's what I was doing. He's like, you can portray me however you want. He's like, I didn't realize I signed that. Oh, but he thought
1: he was going to have money. some sort of uh, he he some rudder control. to steer that character? Yep, no. Nope. And so, so, yeah, and, and and with that one little thing, I think he really probably could have stayed in that, The mainstream of of music, of that genre of music, because he was at a, he was at a very popular. He's touring with the Stones. Yeah, he's doing big stuff. He He knew everybody. Yeah, he could have done better. Oh, and and I don't again. I don't think it was the drugs that kept him down. Ego, I think his ego got him. Yeah, I think it was just that one day he could have switched that day. It's funny. There's a YouTube
0: video of Tina Turner like. Fucking with him on camera, and she's just like, ooh, like hugging him, and like and he's like, oh, get on me, like, oh, why are you me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, okay, I get it. Like, you want to be like the guy, but you don't want to play it up for the cameras. You want like the, I don't know, I did, you know?
1: Well, there's, there's, I turn. Ego. What year did he? What when did he die? What was his? What did year? 2007. Bet? 2007. Yeah, okay. I'm
0: sorry, all the holes. There's three cards of hole quotes.
1: <laughs> can we just hang those up in the holes. studio? Yes. Seriously, I, that's can we a put those just? Get a little placard right here
0: I, I will make a graphic about the whole quote because that is probably the best quote we have ever read it's in all about holes 35 episodes it's the best <laughs> speaking of uh people talking about uh episodes i got some feedback feedback uh, i toned it down for you uh. this is a this is a good one this is about our pete doherty episode Okay. Remember Pete Doherty? He's the British rock and roller who always had yep. drugs and the heroin fell it out. kept he falling the out, <laughs> out during like, court dates. Yeah. Right. Well, on YouTube, we got some comments from Only Underground TV. Do you, is he your friend? No. Oh, All right. Not my friend. It's like a like TV a, station. All right. Like a YouTube TV station. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, Only Underground TV uh, says, this podcast would be a lot better if it was more straightforward and you didn't do the annoying ditzy blonde shtick.
1: Who's doing that part?
0: Yeah, I was like, "What's the one? Not a shtick." And two, I'm a dyed brunette. Well, not dyed. I'm actually just I, brunette. You're the blonde guy, so I assume it's on you.
1: I like dizzy blondes. You're dizzy. Blonde I mean, I, it's
0: kind of my thing. I appreciate a dizzy blonde. I appreciates it. We got way too misogynistic in George Jones. I apologize. That was. I don't, yeah,
1: I, I think everybody cool. knows that we're joking around. <laughs> I, hope, I so. hope they do. I hope so.
0: Yeah, I was like, we're probably more the two more tolerant, progressive people in our old social group i,
1: I, I don't want to label myself as that i don't want to have a label no labels no i no. don't believe in labels Why no, you gotta i just label believe everything? in being good and helping people
0: so to uh, <coughs> underground tv what was your name thank you only underground tv thank thanks you. for reaching out i appreciate it anybody else uh hit us up on
1: if i the ditzy, Instagram. i hope i'm the ditzy blonde one i
0: feel like Can we get a clarification be? on that it might be both of us. But I get it. I'm a brunette, just to let you know. I, I have
1: dark, dark oh, hair. Well, you know what'd be really bad? What's that? If we got clarification on it, and he says, "Sorry, guys, I didn't mean to write you. It was a different podcast." Thanks, thanks for calling me.
0: <laughs> oh no, I don't think that'll happen. I think it's us. I think we're the ditzy blondes.
1: But uh, the ditzy blonde.
0: All right, cool. I don't know. I've been I, described I, a lot of ways. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Right? It actually had me thinking for a couple of days. I'm like, is that me or is that who? I'm like, he's the blonde guy. I just
1: so. I don't know. So I used to uh, brew beer, <clears throat> didn't we all back in the day? And I, I got kind of big. I made a lot of it for just a personal sidebar. Uh, a lot, a lot of it for just personal, you friends and family use, whatever. Yeah. Well, I started brewing instead of putting it in a big vessel, and that you had to clean every time. I got these special, basically, picture of, uh, a food grade trash bag. Yeah, Ben used to brew in garbage bags. Yes, I mean it looked like nothing less than a big, like those those round things you put a keg of beer in to keep it cold you put some ice you know a big tote yeah big it's tub, like a laundry tub like a big round tub right i put i'd use one of those and then i put this put this, an airlock on top of it with put duct this, tape or whatever no it was a, i had a pretty good system and then when i was done brewing i had to clean anything i just threw that liner away and put a new liner in it was like beautiful bagging and so i'm at a i'm at a beer judging event and we're helping judge beers like beer snobs do so Ben Baggins. I, I show this to I show this to one of my beer brewing buddies. Just some pictures of my, and he says, and and he's dead serious and he's mad about it. And he's like, "That is the most ghetto brew system <laughs> I've ever seen in my life." Nice. Bags. And he wasn't saying it. He wasn't saying it nicely. Oh, I mean, he he was just like, "Are you serious?" Because there's nobody else that's doing this. No. Well, you know who did do it? Larry Bell. Bell's Brewery. Bell's Brewery. He used to brew in like garbage bags, bags. way back. I found that out after this guy called it a. Ghetto system. Bag brewing. So that stuck with me for the three or four days, and then call me ghetto. I'm not. And then I kind of reflect. I took a step back, tried to get less personal about it, and I was like, yeah. Hell oh, fucking yeah, that's ghetto! <laughs> it is awesome ghetto. You are that's correct. That's the best ghetto ever. That's right. And
0: so making chicken salad out of chicken shit. And, and,
1: and here I am winning awards and everything in my ghetto brew system, brewing fifteen He's, gallons of beer at a shot. It was he so much said fun. humbly. So you know, if somebody calls you a name, sometimes take a step back. Maybe we are ditzy blondes
0: I was like, into it's, it. it's not I, a stick. I'm into it. They'll tell you that. I'm into it. That's all I thought. Like it's not a shtick.
1: Well, I don't know if what well, I don't know exactly what the ditzy blonde thing is. I don't know
0: either. But, but I know if whatever it is is not a shtick. No, this no. is what we're doing. This, this is what we later do. today
1: when I go to Kroger to buy some stuff. This is the same conversation, probably verbatim, I'm going to have with the lady at the checkout <laughs> counter. All right.
0: It's all about holes, ma'am. You're born from a hole. You have a hole.
1: Penis. It, there's, a <laughs> there's a hole. There's a
0: hole. Nose is two holes.
1: Ears. So. There's a couple hole. more
0: holes. You when you die, where are you going? In a oh. hole. <laughs>
1: All right, I think, I think, I think, um, I think this, this, this this tail end has lasted a long, long time.
0: Yep, that's it for us and our whole talk, and this is the end of the whole podcast. And we're going to sum up the whole thing <laughs> by saying, hit us up on social medias, crime and music, wherever you uh, do medias and socialing, and wherever you get your podcast. Share with a friend. I haven't asked in a while, but if you want to go to iTunes and leave us a review, that would be great. Um, Give us some suggestions. Let us know. Wow. I almost said let us know what you do with your holes. (laughs) Which I guess I said. I think that's more of a thing
1: where they should, you know, send a picture. (laughs) Instagrams. Snapchat that one. Would you you please? Do
0: it up, guys. Uh, Did you ever get the MySpace?
1: That's running, right? Yeah. Oh, they took it down. Oh. Oh, man. Yeah, too many pictures of holes
0: tom that dude's so fickle with his friends all right guys um check us out every other wednesday with a new true crime podcast about people in and around the music business like the song says never trust a big hole in a smile
1: that's a hole